So when he made Adam a Lord in the earth, he gave Adam something and he gave Adam a portion of his glory. That's why Adam, he was covered and clothed in God's glory. That's why he didn't know he was naked because he had this brilliant light around him. So he was covered in glory. And that's why all creation, when they looked at Adam, they should see a resemblance of God. Because God says, I made him in my image and after my likeness. And so when you see Adam, you're seeing me. Manifested Glory Worship Center. Kingdom focused, kingdom minded, kingdom living. This is the Rhema Talk Podcast, and you're listening to Pastor Damon C. Johnson, founder and senior pastor of Manifested Glory Worship Center. All right. So, church, we're, gonna, we're about to get into our text in a minute, but let me give you the setup for our text. We, we're catching our text. We're catching this in midstream. We're going to catch this in the midst of an altercation between two kingdoms. We're going to see this thing unfold. We're going to see this conflict. And as a result of this conflict, we're going to witness the fall of mankind. Now, this, this story we're about to read, or this, this, this story about the reading out text is the original conflict. And everything you're dealing with right now is a result of this conflict. Everything you deal with in your physical body, your, your social life, your personal life, your spiritual life, your finances, your health is a result of this conflict we're about to read. The problem, church, is that most people only want to deal with the symptoms of the problem. That's like when most people get sick. You know, if you have a fever in your body, most people only treat the fever. But the fever is there because there's an infection inside of you. And in order to get to the root of the problem, you got to get to the infection so the fever can go away. But we, we as a people, we only like to deal with surface stuff. And so today we're going to unpack the root of our problem. So if you have your Bible, turn to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 3. If you do not have your Bible, we will definitely have the scriptures on a monitor for you. Genesis chapter 3. And we just have three verses we're going to look at today. Genesis 3. Verse 7 through 10. Genesis 3, 7 through 10. When you get it, please say, I got it. If you're still turning, say, hold up. Amen. Genesis is in our Bible. It's actually the first book of our Bible. Amen. Genesis. Genesis chapter 3. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. And it reads this way. Starting at verse 7, it says, Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And when they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees in the garden. Then God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. My sermon title church is the real you, not the stitched you. The real you and not the stitched you. In our, in our society today, church, we have many conveniences. We, we, we have uh, more conveniences than our forefathers did. We, we, even though we may not feel like it or look like it, uh, we have more opportunities than they did too. In most cases, our generation have seen more and done more than our forefathers. Everything is easier now. It's easy to cook now. I can make y'all a banging meal in less than a half hour. I really can. I'm going to prove that during the cook-off. Uh, 
The cook-off's coming up in a couple of weeks. I got Deacon Luke don't even want to enter. He's scared of me now. Y'all know I won first place last year. Yeah, holla at your boy. There you go. Won first place last year. So we can, we can cook easy now. Matter of fact, you ain't got to cook. I can put something in the microwave and be done in less than two minutes. Think about back in the day. First of all, they didn't go, go, go kill it. They had to go find vegetables in, in the garden if they had a garden. They didn't have giant and super pride and super pride still around. Shoppers. See, that's back, that's back in the day. Y'all know about that. Big bees. What y'all know about big bees? Y'all know about that. Y'all too young. Y'all don't know about that. Y'all don't know about that. Yeah, y'all know about that. That's, that's before your time. See, back in the day, they didn't have all that. Back then, they didn't have all that. So it's easier for us to do things now. It's easier to clean now. You can just go buy some bleach or some pine, whatever you clean with, and knock it out. Boom. They can make Swiffers now. You ain't even got to mop if you don't want to. Just get a Swiffer. It spread itself for you. Everything is easy now. It's easy to travel now. I can sit right behind my laptop and book me a flight anywhere in the world, and I don't even need no ticket. I can just, get, just put the thing on my cell phone and just scan it when I get there. Everything is easy now. It's easier to communicate. You know, when I was growing up, you had to talk to people. Or you had to write them a letter. You know, when I was in the military, we, that was before cell phones and before email. I had to actually get a letter. And guess what, young people? We had to know how to do a letter. It had to have a heading and a body. You know, they don't teach that stuff no more. You know how to dress an envelope? Ask a young person to, to, to fill out an envelope. They don't have to mail things because they can email everything. So we live in a different time. Everything is more convenient now. And so you can research stuff more quicker now. Think about this. When I was going to school, there was kids, there was something called an encyclopedia. And they were in alphabetical order, so you had to know the alphabet to know what you were looking for. And if you didn't have them, you had to go to this place called the library. They probably had those in museums now. The library is a place where you had to go and research things. See, now, now, now you got Google, you got Siri, you don't need to, re- I can just, Siri, find me this, and she'll find it for you. And so everything is easier, but let me tell you the problem with that church, there has been a big gulf created, and a huge imbalance that has now taken place, because the smarter we got, the more things got convenient, the further we got away from God, and the things of God. Everything is optional nowadays. You ain't got to go to church. Go to church whenever you feel like it. You ain't got to show up on time. Just, you, I can time it. They're going to do praise and worship around this time, and I can just roll in and just get the word. Come on, y'all ain't fooling me. I've been to church a long time. And because, because we have everything that's so more, everything is more convenient, the, the gulf between us and God has, has widened. Y'all quiet in this Lutheran church. Y'all all right? Okay. Make sure y'all still hear me, because I'll get the lights and walls to respond. Amen. <laughs> but, but understand, understand that this huge gulf. Now, here's the thing. We got all this stuff, but we have more people today more depressed, right. more unhappy. Yeah. Everything at our fingertips. You got, listen, you're more connected. Most people have, you can say, well, I got 5,000 friends on Facebook, but you can't call one friend right now if you're in trouble. Right. It's because we have all this connection, but yet we're still lonely have all this access and we still can't get it right. 
You would think with all the technology, we'll be closer to God. We're further away from him. And it all started in the garden. And each generation has drifted further away from God. Each generation has, has made God an option and not a necessity. And because of that, we find ourselves in the state we're in, and that's the church. Instead of us changing the world, we let the world change us. Whatever the world says is what we follow. Whatever the world says is acceptable, that's what we accept. Whether it's scripture or not. And so church, we want to get to the root of the problem today. You know, people with money, they don't, look, Michael Jackson, supposedly his assets were somewhere around a billion dollars. The man had everything except peace. Man couldn't even sleep at night. Poor people can sleep. You know that? I sleep good most nights and I ain't nowhere near a billion dollars. You hear what I'm saying? And so, and so there, there's something that we have to do, church, to get, get back into that right place with God. There's something that we need to do to get back in right standing with God. God does not design us to be stressful and design us to be sleepless and depressed. He designed us to be in communion with him. And so let me talk about creation. God, one, and throughout the span of time, he said, you know what? I'm going to now create. God stepped out on nothing and created everything. And most of it just by using his words. He, he, let me, let me, can I walk you through this real quick? This is what God, this is what God did. He said, he, he, he said, he says, he says, the Bible says that in the beginning was, was God, there was a, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without void and, and form. And it says, and darkness covered the face of the deep. The Bible says that the spirit of the Lord hovered over the, the earth. And then God spoke to him. He says, let there be light. And then there was light. And here's the problem. See, we as a people, we think our light comes from the sun. You realize the sun wasn't created till later on. When God said let it be light, he was creating his glory in the earth. Understand that his glory is so brilliant that it illuminated the entire universe without the sun. And so he established his glory in the earth. So the first thing he created was, was light. He said, let there be light. Then after he created light, then he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm now going to create the firmament, which we call the heavens. There's three levels of heaven. We talked about this when I talked about the angels. When I taught you on the angels, that's the heaven, the, the first heaven that we live in, which is the earth atmosphere. That's the first heaven. The second heaven is where the stars and the moon and the, and the sun is. Then it's the third heaven where God's throne is. So God established the firmaments. He established the heavens, all three levels of the heavens. Then he came down to the earth. And the next thing he created was all of the, the vegetation, the trees and all the grass and all that. And the beautiful thing that God did, and I told you this before, is that he placed the seed of something inside of itself. So its ability to reproduce or be greater than what it is, is inside of itself. So when God created, he only had to create one time. He made one tree. But he placed a seed in that tree so that seed could produce itself again. And so he produced all of that. He, he, he made the, all the vegetation. And then he said, oh, now, by the way, let me make the sun and the moon and the stars. That's after light was made. He placed them in the heavens. And he did all this. And then after he did that, he said, I'm going to get to the sea life. Then he made all the whales and the sharks and the fish and all those things. Then he said, let me make some animals. He made the animals. He made all of the, and even things you don't like. He made mosquitoes, roaches. Amen. Everything you hate, he made it. And guess what? He said it was good. You just don't like them in your house, and neither do I. God, they're good, but they got to stay outside. 
Amen. He made all those things. And then God said in verse 26 of Genesis 1, he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them, mankind, have dominion. Had a conversation yesterday with one of my wife's uncles. He said his congregation came to him and asked him, why did it say we created? I said, oh, you got to send them to my church. We don't know nothing. We know how to teach that. I, I don't know. I've taught creation so many times here. Remember that God is in three parts. He's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When he says, let us, he was talking about the deity, his, his Godhead. All three of them participated in creation. All three of them created. That's why John 1, 1 says in the beginning was God. The word, and the word was God. Okay, and the word was with God. And then verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among men. Look at this. Let me paint the picture for you. So God, God the Father says, I'm going to send my spirit to hover over the earth. So that's the Holy Spirit. He's hovering over the earth. And then what he spoke, he spoke the Logos, the word of God, which is Christ Jesus. And then everything came to be all three parts participated in creation. He says, we're going to make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. And so what God did, this is the only thing he didn't speak. He went down to himself to the dirt of the ground and he molded this dirt man. He molded this dirt man, and the Bible says he breathed the ruah, the breath of life into him, and he became a living soul. He, gained, he, he brought forth Adam. Where's Adam? God breathed the ruah into Adam, and Adam became a living soul. Here's the thing about Adam. God gave Adam dominion. And because he gave God, Adam, God gave Adam dominion in the earth, that means Adam was supposed to be the Lord of the earth, lowercase l. You didn't realize you are lords, right? Y'all don't talk back to me? You're lords. You realize that, right? Oh, if you don't believe it, why did they call Jesus the Lord of lords? You are lords because he's given you dominion in the earth. You're supposed to represent God in the earth. That's why you are a Lord. You're not the Lord. You are a Lord, lowercase l. That's why he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. So when he made Adam a Lord in the earth, he gave Adam something and he gave Adam a portion of his glory. That's why Adam, he was covered and clothed in God's glory. That's why he didn't know he was naked because he had this brilliant light around him. So he was covered in glory. And that's why all creation, when they looked at Adam, they should see a resemblance of God. Because God says, I made him in my image and after my likeness. And so when you see Adam, you're seeing me. That's what he's saying to the earth when he made Adam. God looked at everything he made, said, everything I made is good. But the only thing is not good. There's one thing that's not good. He said, it's not good for man to be alone. He said, I created all this stuff for Adam. And here's the thing. He placed Adam in a prepared place. You realize that the, the Garden of Eden was a prepared place. It was a self-sufficient place. It didn't need anything. Matter of fact, it didn't even need rain. It didn't rain on the earth until after the fall of man. Realize that the earth received everything. Everything that Adam needed was right there in that garden. Can you give me 30 seconds to be militant? Just 30 seconds, please. Just give me 30 seconds to be militant. I'm going to get off it. I promise you. <laughs> 25 seconds. Here we go. 
you do realize that the Garden of Eden was in the continent of Africa. It describes four rivers that ran out of it. And, 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 and when, you, when, you, when, you, when you look at the Garden of Eden, it's probably somewhere around Ethiopia or Sudan. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm teaching good. I know I'm teaching good. Right now, what's the continent that still have all the animals still running around? Mm-hmm. And, and, and God made Adam from the and dirt is, last time I checked, was. All right, that's all I need to do. I'm, I'm, that's enough of that. Stop looking at those pictures in those books. Come on now. That's, that's, not, that's not real. Like, I'm going to tell you, last night I, I got home and I started watching this movie, The Exodus. I don't know what in the world. I said, what Bible were they reading? Pharaoh was white. Moses was a white man. They even made Zipporah white. You know, Zipporah was a black girl, real dark girl. She was so dark that when Moses brought her home, Miriam and Aaron was like, yo, where'd she come from? And God cursed Miriam because she talked about Zipporah. She was dark, real dark, blue black. And they had the audacity to talk about her. God said, that's my child put a curse on him. She had leprosy to, to the point where Moses said, God, please give her a break. And God took it off of her. I watched that movie. I said, why are these folks in Egypt? Egypt is a country in the continent of Africa. Last time I checked, right? Egypt was a civil part of Africa? Okay. All right. All right. Let me get back to Adam. Let me, I'm sorry. That, I took longer than 25 seconds for my military point. Let me get back here. So, so God says it's not good for man to be alone. And so what God did, remember God only had to create one time. What he did, he placed all of humanity inside of Adam. And so God didn't have to go back to the dirt because the woman was inside of him. So what God did, he reached inside of Adam and pulled out Eve. He reached inside and pulled out Eve. Adam looked at her and said, whoa, man. Whoa. That's what he said. That's why he named the woe man. He said, this is going to be the woe man, the, the man who has the womb. The woe man. Mm-hmm. God looked at them and said, all right, check this out. Adam and Eve, y'all have dominion. I'm rolling out. The earth is yours. Rule the earth for me. He, remember he told them. He said, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. Be also something to subdue the earth. He said, so you're in charge, Adam and Eve. Y'all got it. I'm out. I gave you everything you need. Peace out. God said to them, this is what I'm going to do. We're going to have lunch once a week. We're going to get together. I'm going to designate a place in the garden where we can get together and meet. Let's meet there and commune. Because understand, that was his original intention for us, that we commune with him that we'd be in intimate relationship with him, that we could talk with him and, and walk with him and, and, and be close to him. Because again, we were his image in the earth. And that was his attention for mankind. And so he, he, he said, I'm going I'm to leave y'all alone. Y'all go do y'all thing. So then one day, now, let me, can I rewind the tape real quick? Let me rewind the tape. So before Adam and Eve was created, there was a 
an angel in heaven named Lucifer. Lucifer was an archangel. He, he, he was an angel that, th- there was three archangels according to the scripture. There was Lucifer, there was Gabriel, who was the messenger, and there was Michael, who was a warrior. But Lucifer was the worshiper. He was worshipped. He, he was, and he was a beautiful angel. He, the Bible describes him as like um, the, the, the star. They call him a beautiful, a beautiful star. And he, 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 he had all this, all, he, was, he, was, he was an instrument, and he was responsible for taking that worship and giving it to God. But just like people, sometimes we want to take some for ourselves. And so he said, he made a statement. He said, I'm going to establish my throne above God's throne. And, I, and I, I'm going to be the exalted one. I'm going to get some of this glory. God said, oh, really? He, he, and look, he had so much popularity in heaven. He had one third of the angels following him. God said, you and all your homeboys got to go. Kicked them out of heaven. The Bible said he came down so quick like a lightning bolt into the earth. This is why God told Adam that he had to subdue the earth because there was things in the earth that didn't belong here. That was going to try to have dominion over him, but God gave Adam dominion, so Adam needed to take dominion over the things that was in the earth that was going to take dominion over him. And so Satan one day slithered his way into the garden. And here's the thing. God told Adam and Eve, everything in this garden you can have, everything, but it's one tree. You can't eat from it because the, tr- the knowledge of good and evil, and if you eat from that tree, you will surely die. That's what God told Adam. Eve wasn't around when he told him that. That's God. So then Adam had a responsibility to tell his wife what God said, which he did. He told his wife what, what God said. But one day, Eve would just had an eye on this tree. You know, that's like your children. You tell them don't touch the stove, they're going to touch it anyway. You say, don't do this. Whatever you say don't do, they're going to do the opposite. So one day she was looking at this tree. Oh, can I give you a sidebar? Please watch what you stare at. See, 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 let me tell you what Satan does. Satan will try to find things, the buttons to push with you. He will, he'll, he, that's what he'll do. He'll, he'll push one button. Let me push him in their finances. If you respond to that, he'll keep pressing the same button because he got a response from you. Because we can never let him see you sweat. If he can't do that, the finances will work. Let me, oh, let me, let me watch for their spouse. I know, I, can, I know how to get him. Spouse saw wilding out. That don't work. Oh, let me go to those kids. Oh, that didn't work because they, they go to church on Sunday. I know where to get them on their job. Come on. I got them there. And so when you show Satan your hand, see, Eve showed her hand because she's staring at the tree. He said, oh, that's what Satan said. Oh, that's what she want. So one day she's staring at that tree. Satan come up to her. It's like, hey, you want something from off that tree? You know, my husband told me that God said, we ain't supposed to touch this tree. God said, if we eat from this tree, we'll surely die. Then Satan said, oh, you, are you sure God said that? Satan will always question what God said. He'll try to get you to question what God said. God may have said, I'm going to heal your body. Now, you know, you're questioning, is that really for me? God, if it's your will. What do you mean if it's your will? Would Jesus get stripes on his back for if he wanted you to be healed? So anyway, so, so, so Satan comes up and said, just eat it. Now understand, you know, most of the time when we see the story, we think Adam is over there in, in Egypt and, you know, doing something. He was standing right there. He was standing right there when he allowed his serpent to talk to his wife. Brothers, don't let, this, don't let the Satan talk to your wife more than you do. 
I'll let that one marinate for a minute. Because he's going to tell her things, and then she's going to wake up from her dream looking at you crazy like you did something. You didn't even do nothing. I'm going to sleep here sleep, sleep with you. <laughs> Who was so-and-so? What do you mean? I ain't do nothing. <laughs> so Satan comes up. She, see, she sees the tree. So Eve takes the fruit. And then she bites it. Now, when she bit it, guess what? Nothing happened. They still had their glory on. But then she handed it to her husband. What have you done? What do you mean? Nothing happened. Now, he knew what God said, but he wanted some too. Here's the thing. If he wanted, he would have never ate it. So it was the intention of his heart as well. He wanted the same thing. We blame Eve, but it was both of them that wanted this fruit. So then he takes a bite. So after they, Adam ate the fruit, then the Bible says, now we're in our text, that their eyes were open. The reason why their eyes were open is because they ate from the tree of good and evil. And now they have allowed sin to enter into the earth. And remember, a seed could only produce after its own kind. So a sinful man only could produce another sinful man. And that's what Satan was after. He was after the seed. He could care less about Adam and Eve. He was after their seed. And so, and so they, they, they bit this fruit, and when they bit the fruit, they lost the glory. No more glory. No more glory. See, when you lose the glory, then you realize you're naked. When, when God's brilliant light is no longer shining on you, then you see... I'm naked. And instead of Adam and Eve going back to God and talking to him about their problem, they try to fix themselves. Cover yourself with these leaves. Adam. Adam. Where are you, Adam? So, 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 so they hear God's voice and so they hide themselves. Now, here's the thing. Satan came here to distract them. And he was able to distract them, just like Satan came here to distract you. You know he has no power over you, right? All he has is influence. He tried to distract you. Satan don't need your car. He can't drive. It's a distraction. He messes your car to distract you. Satan don't need your house. The Bible says he's the prince of the power of the air. He don't need your money. He ain't got no pockets. <laughs> he messed with your finances to distract you. See, he knew Adam had a job. Adam had a job to, to subdue the earth and, and to be the leader of the earth. So Satan's job was to distract Adam from his job. And he was successful. 
Adam and Eve lost their glory and then start sewing fig leaves together to cover themselves. Now, before that, they was naked and not ashamed. They didn't even know they were naked because they had the glory on them. You ever see animals try to cover themselves? They don't care. <laughs> Your cat do not try to cover themselves. Listen, my wife has a cat. We try to put clothes on that cat. That cat don't play that. She don't even, like no, she don't even want a collar on her. They want to be free because that's how they were created. That'll sink in later. And so, so Adam, instead of going to God, try to fix himself. Church, how much time and ever do you spend trying to fix yourself? Probably most of your day is trying to fix yourself. You watch Dr. Phil to fix yourself. You watch, you listen to Oprah to fix yourself. You spend, you spend hours in the mall trying to buy clothes and buy makeup to fix yourself. You spend hours in the nail salon and the hair salon to fix yourself. Not, I, ain't, I ain't mad at you now. Don't, 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 don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I ain't mad at you, but you know what I'm talking about. Many people have tried to fix themselves so much and change themselves so much, you don't even know who you are. Who are you? And so Jesus didn't come and die for who you're pretending to be. He came and died for you. He said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He said, I didn't, I didn't come for who you're faking to be. I came for who I created you to be. So here go God in his normal routine. He come in the garden. He shows up to the meeting place where they normally meet for lunch. And Adam not there. And God asks a question. Adam. Adam. Where are you, Adam? Now, here's the thing. God was not asking him a question like God didn't know the answer. God knows where, you can't, listen, don't think God don't know where you are. You can run. See, God wasn't asking where Adam was physically in the garden. He was asking where he was in his heart. Where are you, Adam? I think God's asking us the same question. Where are you, church? Where are you? Where are you? See, we used to be close. I don't even know you no more. I can't even recognize you no more. You're not the same one I married a long time ago. Where are you, church? See, we, we, we used to talk all the time. We used to spend time together all the time. But now I see you once a month. And half the time, you didn't even think about me because you on Facebook while you're in church anyway. Uh-huh. And so, so we don't have any intimate time. So, so where are you? Where are you? So God asked this question. And God's looking for the real you and not the stitched you. You realize what Adam and Eve did. See, see, what they did was they got fig leaves and stitched them together. Stitched them together to cover themselves. And God said, I didn't come for that. Adam, you added stuff to what I didn't tell you to add to. See, now you got extra stuff on you. Church. Extra stuff that I didn't design for you. Extra stuff that you carry that I didn't ask you to carry. And so he's standing there. At one point, Adam was standing in glory and honor, and now he's standing there in fig leaves and stitches. And for us, if we stay in this state 
of fig leaves will say just too long, we will get depressed. You know what depression is? And when a person hide themselves so much and push themselves down so much that they become depressed. That's what a depression is. And so Adam, he's standing there. Can I go, I'm gonna go talk to Adam for a minute. That's okay. Y'all just listen to what I'm gonna talk to Adam about. So Adam, you, you're sitting here hiding. And you're hiding behind trees. God don't need trees. He made the trees for you. And so the very thing that should be wearing you, you're wearing it. See, he's, the tree's supposed to be wearing him. You got to realize that God made Adam as his representation in the earth. And so when, when Adam waved his hand, the tree was mimicked by waving his leaves to give God glory. See, they, the, lead, the tree's about to take their lead from him because he's the leader in the earth. He sets the tone in the earth. And instead of him, the tree's wearing Adam. Adam is now wearing the trees. Adam, you do realize once you pull the leaf off the branch, it dies. Once you disconnect it from its source, it begins to die. And so now I have a dying man coming himself with dying leaves. And, and, and now, Adam, look at you. Adam, where are you? So then God asked him the question and Adam had to confess. He, he had to come from behind hiding. I, I hid myself because I was naked. Who told you you were naked? Did you eat of the tree that I commanded you not to eat? God asked him a question. Who told you you were naked? Who told you, Adam, that you were naked? In other words, God says, who told you how I made you wasn't good enough, Adam? Wow. I made you a certain way. and You don't think that's good enough, so you try to cover yourself. Where are you, Adam? Eve, don't hide. You back there with him. Come on out. Because y'all won now. Y'all's married. <laughs> And, when, and when, when they fall, they fall together. Mm. Couples. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. And so they come out in fig leaves and stitches. Can I give you an ouch moment? Okay. Can I, can I, can I give you an ouch moment? Y'all woke? All right, cool. God has a blessing for you but he can't give it to the people you're pretending to be. See, if some of you all, God has your blessing waiting for you, but he can't, he can't recognize you, so he needs to give it to the real you and not the fake you. And so, and so he, he, he came out and said, whoa, this ain't what I created. And I definitely didn't put that on you. You put it on yourselves. And so you can't pretend to be something and be somebody and get a blessing. That's like Todd trying to take my license and go to the bank and withdraw. He can't do it. He'll go in there and he'll try to beat me, but he can't get nothing because he ain't me. What we always say in church, you know, we made it a cliche now, what God has for me. Well, if that's the case, then why are you trying to get something that belongs to somebody else? And why are you trying to be somebody else to get what they got? Be you. God has a blessing for you. 
So here's Adam and Eve. And now they're in, a, they're in the garden, surrounded by trees. So guess what? They're now wearing trees. So now they have on camouflage. They have on cam. You know, when I was in the military, we wore camouflage to blend in with the environment that we were placed in. And many in the church have cam- many camouflage suits. They have their church camouflage. So they'll come in here and put it on and blend in with everybody. But as soon as they leave here Monday morning, they have their work camouflage. Because they got to bend it, blend in. Then they have their five-mile house camouflage. I'm parking in somebody's spot. Because, see, you can't. Because your problem is that you can't wear your church camouflage in the five miles. You don't want them to know that. Because you got to blend in with them. And so they got on their camouflage. And they're blending in with their environment instead of their environment taking on their glory. But after a while, after you wear camouflage for so long, you become a chameleon. Chameleons can turn into whoever they're around. And so they'll, they'll come in here and they'll, 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 they'll be a church person. Bless the Lord. You know all the words. I'm highly favored. Bless the God is good, isn't he? All the time. And all the time, God is good. <laughs> Get to work Monday and cussing like a sailor. I'm parking in somebody's spot. I know I am. Friday night, it's time to hang with the homegirls. You, 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 if I saw you in the street, I wouldn't even know you went to church. Now, hear, hear what I'm saying. Ain't nothing wrong with going to have a good time, but you still can't put on camouflage. Be you. And, and here's the problem. That's the problem with the church. We wear too much camouflage. And then we become chameleons. Do your friends at work know you're saved? Uh-huh. Do, 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 do the people you hang out with in your social clubs know you're saved? Or do you wear camouflage? Or are you a chameleon? They now are blending in with their environment. But do me a favor, say thank God for grace and mercy. Because the story don't end here. Can I give you the end of the story? God asked Adam a question. The question wasn't to find out where Adam was physically in the garden, but it was to check the condition of his heart. And when Adam realized what he had done, once Eve realized what he had done, now here's the thing about sin, church. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. And so you realize that Adam and Eve would still be alive if they never ate the fruit. Isn't that crazy? They would never have died. They would never experience death. But now, and because they didn't die immediately, they thought, oh, they ain't for me. And you got to watch your sinful nature. Just because it ain't catching up with you now don't mean it won't catch up with you. See, sometimes that's a seed that you put in the ground. And when that harvest comes, it's coming in abundance. And so watch what you plant. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. But, but so Adam and Eve, they're in this state. They have fallen. They're ashamed. They disappointed God. They disappointed all of humanity that was depending on them. They disappointed all of creation. Remember, now the ground is cursed because of them. Now, now he can't eat unless he worked for it by the sweat of his brow. Now she's going to struggle with having kids. She's going to feel pain. You Eve too. All, you know, we all are Adam and Eve. You realize that, right? Guess what, Eve? Now all your daughters, they're going to want to rule over him. And guess what? You're smarter than him. 
Because I told him this before. You got many dandrites. He only got one. He only can focus on one thing at a time. One dandrite. That's why when, when Adam's in the garden and he's trying to till the ground and you call him in the house to do something else, it's going to frustrate him because he can't do multiple things at one time. You're going to want Adam to, to cut the grass. You're going to want him to cut the grass and, and, you know, help out with Seth and all that. He can't do that. One task at a time. Because he has one dandrite. You have thousands of dandrites, so you can, you can think a multi-class of plan. He can't do that, but now you got to listen to him. And you got to submit to him. Nobody tell you eat their fruit. And I'm glad that you ate it first, because if we had to have kids, struggle be real. So, 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 so God, God, God said, Adam, you try to cover yourself, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recover you. But in order for me to recover you, you got to take off those fig leaves and stitches. And that's what God is saying to you, church. It's time to take off the fig leaves and stitches. You've covered yourself. You try to fix yourself all this time. And how much success have you had at that? God is saying, allow me to recover you. Allow me to fix you up. Allow me to get things right between us so that you can be in right standing with me again. So God, God had to go. Now, this is in the garden now. He had to go find an innocent animal, an innocent lamb. He went and he shed the blood because he had to sacrifice the lamb. In order to sacrifice, you got to shed blood. He took the skin of that animal and recovered them. Now, 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 here's the thing. In order, when they put that animal skin on, it was still blood on that animal. It was still blood on that skin. And so God took that skin and covered them again. And God did the same thing for you, church. Through 42 generations, he, could, he, he took an innocent lamb. They didn't do nothing to nobody who didn't deserve death. He took that lamb and, and, and allowed that lamb to be born in this town called Bethlehem. Being raised by a carpenter and, and a young lady by, by the name of Mary. At the age of 30, God sent them out to start ministry. And all he did was good. Healing the sick and raising the dead and healing blind eyes and feeding folk and preaching the, the kingdom. See, what Christ came back to give us, what Adam lost, that was the kingdom. God said, I'm going to restore my kingdom. And that's just, this is why we have Adam's job. Remember what God told Adam. He says, have dominion in the earth. God, when Jesus came back, he said, the disciples asked him, how should we pray, Christ? He said, pray this way, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. He's now given the church the kingdom, and we should be making the earth look just like heaven. That was Adam's job. Adam was supposed to make sure that heaven's glory was representing the earth, heaven's praise, heaven's economy, everything that heaven had, Adam was to make sure that happened in the earth. And now the church is here. And God had to sacrifice another lamb. That lamb was sent before Pilate, had to be, be beaten with a cat of nine tails and have his flesh ripped from his body. 
had his beard plucked out and spat on by, by Roman soldiers, beat up to a bloody pulp where his insides are hanging out. Then gave him a 75-pound tree and told him to march up this hill to Via Della Rosa and told him up there, and then they nailed him to a cross, the innocent lamb. And because that lamb shed his blood, he says, I'm going to cover you again. But here's the thing. That was the first covering. See, and all we got to do is to accept what he did on the cross for that part of the covering. And then now your sins are covered, but God want to cover you again, church. See, Adam lost glory. God want to give you back some glory. He will give you back some honor. But in order to do that, you got to take off your fig leaves and your stitches. Take them off so God can cover you again. Take those things off that you put together. The things you stitch together, how you trying to hide, take it off. Because once you take it off, God said, I could cover you again. I'll cover you again. I'll cover you with my blood. Does it wash away your sins? Then I'm going to cover you with my glory. Mm. To be covered in his glory. That's, that's, That's my heart's desire, church, to be covered in his glory. But I can't do it being all stitched up. Can't get it by, 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 by pretending to be somebody I'm not. By trying to blend in with the crowd. Trying to blend in with the world. I can't do that. He said, I have consecrated me. I've set you apart. You are my bride. And we're teaching in Bible study what happened in the, the time of Hosea. God, because they saw mess with other gods, called, God called them a people of whoredom. Called them a prostitute. Pimping themselves out to other gods. He says, not my people. If you want me to cover you again, take it off. And here's the thing, church. Here's the beautiful thing. As long as you got breath in your body, it's never too late. So, so, so God came here and he said, I know you messed up. I know you dropped the ball. And there are some consequences attached to that, Adam and Eve. However, I love you anyhow. So I'm going to sacrifice an animal. And even though it's not the same glory, it's going to cover you until you can get glory again. And he covered them. And they went off. It's all starting their family. They had two sons. You know, they wild out. Cain killed Abel. But then they had a third son named Seth. And through Seth came David. And through David came Jesus. So God still used them even though they fell. Still love them even though they messed up. But here's the key to that. They had to uncover themselves. What would they cover themselves with? They covered themselves with their own stuff. Extra stuff. Stuff they made up. Stuff that other people gave them. Stuff that their family put on them. You're this because we're that. We're alcoholics because you're alcoholic. We're drug addicts because you're... So they, they had all this stuff on them. And, they, and instead of them removing it, they sold it together. He said, it's going to be my covering. And people are most of the time are identified by their covering. But God says, take that stuff off. Take it off so I can cover you again. First, I'm going to cover you with my, my son's blood because I'm going to wash away your sins. But the second part is I'm going to give you back the glory you lost. So I just came by to tell you that God wants to reel you and not to stitch you. God wants to love you, the real you, the you he created. He wants to love you. And if you give him a chance,
he'll cover you again. Come on and stand on your feet. I'm done. Thank you for listening to the Rhema Talk podcast. To hear this sermon again or get caught up with past sermons, you can download the Mixcloud app and search Manifest the Glory. Or you can search for MGWC's Rhema Talk podcast in the iTunes store on your iPhone or iPad. Also, don't forget to like MGWC on Facebook and go to MGWC.net to get caught up on all the latest church announcements. Thank you for listening to the Rama Talk podcast, and we hope you will join us next time.